ان الحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء وعلى اله واصحابه ومن والاه وبعد my dear brothers and sisters allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we continue with our series from yesterday allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha wa qulu qawlan sadida yuslih lakum a'malakum so we are saying here allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that speak the truth or you who believe have taqwa of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fear to offend allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu because we love him number 2 is speak the truth number 3 if you do these two things if you have taqwa if you are concerned about pleasing allah and if you speak the truth then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of your affairs yuslih lakum a'malakum now islah of amal is in two ways one is to make the deed itself correct so maybe we are doing something which is wrong maybe we do it unknowingly or whatever it is allah subhanahu wa taala will send us the guidance he will send us the way of correcting it so the 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 action itself another uh, way of uh, islah of amal is to get us out of difficulties is to open the doors for allah's rahmah is to solve our problems and the dalil for this that taqwa is the reason why difficulties get solved is also in surah at-talaq where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wa may yattaqillaha yaj'al lahu makhraja allah said the one who has taqwa allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will extract him from his difficulties the one who has taqwa allah will remove his difficulties remove his hardships allah did not say allah will remove the hardships of the one who is intelligent or he will remove the hardships of the one who is wealthy he did not say he will remove the hardships of, of the one who is healthy and strong allah said he will remove the hardships of the one who has taqwa umay yaj'alahu wa may yattaqillaha yaj'alahu makhraja so therefore taqwa is the criterion is what is required for us to for our difficulties to be solved and for our amal to be uh, to be beautified now as i was explaining yesterday our amal have two effects one is the effect in this life in the world some of which we can see and some of that also is hidden but the other effect is also the effect in the akhirah in our own book of deeds what is written let me give you an example for example you have a situation where allah subhanahu wa taala has given you enough to fulfill your needs and maybe allah gave you some more also so you have your needs and you also have enough to fulfill your desires you are living a good life mashallah then comes along somebody who says you know you are doing this business and so on and uh, said bhai your business is going on at this uh, rate but you should expand you should become global you should become national and see all the needs in different places and so on so why don't you expand your business it's all right that's a good idea why not expand the business it's a good halal business nothing is wrong with that business uh, and if we expand the business islam does not prevent us from uh, having a big business so if i expand my business i can also increase my charity alhamdulillah i already do charity i can do even more if i make more money and so on and so on so all good reasons now how do you expand business what do you need to expand business you need capital right you need money so we say all right so here is the business plan mr said to expand your business first country wide then global very nice lovely business plan but the business plan has 
fund requirement. Now, where to find that money? Because that kind of fund requirement we don't have. I don't have liquid cash which I can put into the business. Now what? So no problem, no problem. That is why we have banks. Right? Alhamdulillah, your business is a good, sound business. We take the balance sheet for the last three years. Fantastic balance sheet. We take it to the bank. You have enough money for seed capital. You put some you, for, for, your, for your initial deposit, your deposit. The bank will give you the rest. Absolutely no problem. Good rate of interest. Nowadays, interest rates are also low. We get to the interest. Now, he of course won't buy that argument. But there are people who buy this argument. So, when you buy the argument, now what happened? Until now, just think about this. Until now, what will you see on the face of it? First of all, let me... So, you buy this argument. You go to the bank. The bank gives you a loan. And now, you have started expanding your business. So, you got this good chunk of money. You start expanding your business. Now your business was only in Hyderabad. Now it goes to the state. Then it goes national. And your name comes in, uh, you know, first uh, business magazines in India. Then your business becomes global. Then now you are on the Forbes 100 list and so on and so forth. You are a millionaire. You are a billionaire. And of course, you obviously owe pots of money to the bank. But you are paying your interest uh, rates on time. As far as the world is concerned, you know, you had one car, now you have 50 cars. Uh, you had you used to fly first class, now you fly the whole plane, or whatever, 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 usual stuff, right? So, on the face of it, Alhamdulillah, I don't even know whether I should say Alhamdulillah for this, but anyway, on the face of it, everything seems to be going absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. You are on this magazine, that magazine, you are being invited to Harvard to give lectures, all kinds of things, right? On the face of it. But what actually happened? What actually happened? And this is where Islam gives us the ability to see. And I'll come to that in a second. What actually happened? What actually happened was that, Alhamdulillah, you were well off. You were comfortable. You had enough for your needs. You had enough for your wants. You were happy. Your family was happy. Your income was 100% halal. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was actually rewarding you to go to work because you were doing halal work. So you were actually going and doing work and because you used to pray on time and so on and so forth, your work was inshallah counted as ibadah, you were being rewarded for this work. Alhamdulillah. If you had died in that state, then inshallah al-musta'an, we had all the hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would forgive you and so on and so forth. But the day you took that loan, your name was taken out from the list of people who are the awliya of Allah and it was put in the name of the people who are the enemies of Allah. Adubullah. From waliullah to adubullah. From the wali of Allah to the enemy of Allah. I'm not joking. I, I didn't make this up. You know this. This is the Quran. I didn't make this up. Your name was taken out of the list. And how was your name in, in awliya Allah? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ala inna awliya Allahi la khawfun alayhim walahum yahzanun. Who are they? Alladhina amanu wa kanu yattakun. Again the taqwa issue. Who are the awliya? Awliya are those who have iman and who have taqwa. So inshallah al-bustad, every Muslim who has iman and who has taqwa is a wali of Allah. What daraja, how much of a wali, how close, that is up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But every Muslim, inshallah, as long as you are, you have iman and you have taqwa 
And the, the sign of taqwa is what? The first sign of taqwa is that it keeps you away from haram. Nabi Sallallahu said, the one who said, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah with ikhlas will enter Jannah. The Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, what is the ikhlas of the kalima? Nabi Sallallahu said, the ikhlas of the kalima is that it keeps you away from haram. This is the criterion, right? So if I say, if I just say, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, do I have ikhlas? I don't know. If I don't have ikhlas, then this is only words. But if I have ikhlas, then this kalima is enough to take me into Jannah. What is the ikhlas of the kalima? That it keeps you away from haram. The worst of the haram is the haram which makes you the enemy of Allah. I'm not saying that other things are okay. No. What is haram is haram. But the worst of the haram is that which makes you the enemy of Allah. So here you were living a perfectly good life. Alhamdulillah. Not wanting for anything. And in a position where, inshallah, al-mustahan, you were counted among the awliya of Allah. And then you bought this argument of shaitan. And you took this bank loan. And you for you to grow your business and whatnot. None of which you needed. If you had not taken this loan, you were not starving. Nothing. You were perfectly fine. Right? This is just hirs. Just greed. And shaitan sells you all these beautiful arguments. Oh, you know, you can increase your charity. The charity of haram is not accepted. So instantly what happened was, you are becoming, from being a wali of Allah, you became an enemy of Allah. Adu Allah. Now if you die in that state with that interest, on the day of judgment you will be taken before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the, the malaika will give you a sword in your hand and they will say, go fight your Rabb, who you declared war against. Go fight Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa who you accepted the declaration of war from. Yeah? Now, does it make sense? So, here is a clear situation where this is what you did to yourself. Your entire charity, whatever your charity was pre-loan, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted that charity. After the loan, your charity also is not acceptable because there is no charity from haram. There is no charity from haram. So, once your income became haram, your charity also got null and void. This is not Hinduism. You can't do whatever you want and go and give a, uh, you know, donation to the temple. No, it doesn't work like that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pure and Allah accepts only that which is pure. So even your charity, which earlier you used to do and which, which inshallah was accepted by Allah, now you do the same charity, you do even more charity, you do a million times more charity, all of that charity is not accepted it is rejected before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you go before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your book of deeds is clean. It has clean from all goodness. It has only the name enemy of Allah written on it. This is the effect of deeds. This is the effect of not speaking the truth because the truth is haqq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, qulil haqqu mir rabbi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is haqq. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that the truth is haqq. And therefore, we take the, the loan because we now we go into falsehood and that is where it lands us. Very important for us to keep in mind because our amal, our deeds have two effects, one in this life, one in the next life. Never do, us, never do something in this life which is going to compromise the effect of the next life. Because that one, whatever it is, is going to go on forever. That doesn't stop. 
if you find it good alhamdulillah may allah make it that all of us find it good then that good inshallah will not end but if you don't find it good then that also will not end death is not the end of things death is the beginning of something else death is not the end of things death is the door which opens to a life which has no ending if it's good alhamdulillah if it is not good may allah save us ayadulla we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open our eyes to the haqaiq as i mentioned to you islam gives us the opportunity to understand this whole thing to understand this whole thing where we see with our knowledge as i explained to you islam enables us to see we see with our knowledge we don't see with uh, with our eyes yeah if a if a person if a doctor sees somebody looks at somebody he diagnoses the illness in that person now i am not a physician i may also look at the same person but i don't see what is wrong with him i, I mean the, i just see the person but uh, when i watch him and so on i don't know what's wrong with him but a doctor will say immediately a good doctor who is a good diagnostician will say immediately this is wrong that is wrong get this get this tested get that tested uh, because there seems to be a problem he seeing with his knowledge because as far as the looking is concerned the eyes are concerned his eyes and my eyes are the same we are both seeing the same picture but he is seeing the meaning in that picture and that is what islam gives us islam the knowledge of islam enables us to see the meaning of the picture here is a transaction here is a life here is a decision islam enables us to see what is behind this decision and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala therefore to enable us to see with our knowledge and to give us the knowledge and to act on it at the end of the day it's not what you know it is what you do that's what counts we ask allah to make it easy for us and to enable us to do that which is pleasing to him and to save us from that which does not please him and to give us the tawfiq to get out of anything like this if we are in it then get out of it as quickly as possible because you don't know when you will die and you do not want to die in a state when you are indulging in haram wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika arhamar rahim